Hi, I'm Sandra Pagenta, and I'm the host of the Doctor Nurse Podcast. I am an advanced nurse practitioner, and I want to be your guide into the world of nursing professions. This podcast is a platform for nurses to share their journeys as they made their way in the diverse field of nursing as either entrepreneurs, in academia, private practice, or even the corporate world. I think we should celebrate just how diverse the field of nursing is through mentoring one another with the stories of our career journeys. Nothing is too mundane because each journey is unique. This podcast will showcase career options to encourage nurses to view their degrees with a business mindset. After all, we work in the healthcare business. And ultimately, I hope I might inspire you to make a change if you are looking for something different. I am motivated to see you live your best nursing life, and that looks different for everyone. Thanks for joining me on today's episode, and let's get started with today's guest. Hey guys, on today's episode, I have the privilege of chatting with Jill Weberding. She is the founder and CEO of NurseAssure. Her company has the goal of making a big impact on closing the gap in cancer patients' education and improving the lives of cancer patients. She saw the need as her family members were being diagnosed with cancer and struggled to find answers they needed regarding their care. She is a nurse, entrepreneur, speaker, and consultant, and at the core of it all, a relentless patient advocate. She earned her bachelor's degree in nursing at the University of Tennessee and began working the glamorous night shift on an oncology floor in a South Carolina hospital. Throughout her career, she's worked in inpatient and outpatient settings and has had more than 15 years experience working in clinical trials. In 2010, she earned her master's of public health. She married her high school sweetheart and they have two daughters. Listen as Jill describes her passion for nurses as she coaches them through their career journeys. She is all about helping nurses close the gaps in the healthcare system through entrepreneurship. I hope it is as inspiring to you as it was to me. Hi, Jill Weberding. How are you? Welcome to the Dr. Nurse Podcast. Hi, Sandra. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. So happy to have you on today. So let's dive right in. Explain to our listeners what your current role is, your job title, and what exactly you do for a living. So so basically, I'm a nurse, business strategist, and coach. So I help dedicated nurses, mostly who are feeling trapped in a broken system, become unleashed nursepreneurs, um, even if they have zero experience in business. So I, I have a couple of you know programs where I mainly work with nurses who want to create courses, become a consultant or a coach. Uh, I don't do business, kind of what I call business in a box, where I want to start a hi- IV hydration clinic or I want to do a home health agency. I have um, several amazing colleagues who run those types of programs, but that's that's not what I do. I'm interested in customization. You know, I'm interested in creating a business that's really aligned with you and your values and truly the impact that you want to make, you know, what what your passion about closing, you know, what gap you want to close. So I, I do attract nurses who really believe that nursing is their calling and they're just frustrated, right? They're just frustrated with not being able to provide the care that they want to and that the way they know patients need and want because they're restricted in the current system. So I help them use their nursing expertise, what they're really passionate about, and we close a gap. I, my goal is to create, well, I, I kind of am. I'm, I'm creating an army of gap closing. And these 
gaps that they're closing? Is that in certain fields of medicine or just kind of a generalist, any type of nursing profession? Yeah, that's what's fun. That's what I love because I have worked with so many nurses in different specialties and we all bring something unique to the table. So most of us, my background is primarily in oncology. So that's where I started as a nursepreneur was in the oncology space. But I've worked with nurses, pediatric nurse practitioners, home health, you know, ortho, uh, anxiety, psych, all kinds of different specialties because we all have something different that we're passionate about. And so we bring that experience. And then we, we also know where the gaps are in our, within our specialty. So whether you're an ER nurse or, you know, you are in mental health space and you just, you recognize the gaps that desperately need to be closed. And you probably have tried to do that within the system and met a lot of resistance, right? We've, we've kind of all been there. And so. That's what I find is that the nurses that are coming to me for help um, to work with me is that they're looking for a way to close the gap outside of the system because they weren't able to do it within and they know that it needs, you know, there's people struggling. And so they have the capability and the knowledge to close it. And so we, we literally customize the business model around what they want to do. That's super interesting. To make it a little more concrete, could you give me an example? Sure. So I've got a, uh, a nurse right now who I've been working with. She's She's been a nurse leader for decades, and she is really passionate about eliminating or at least decreasing the nurse bullying issue, right? We, we've, we have dealt with nurse bullying, you know, the, the whole nurses eat their young, I mean, for decades. And we've tried different approaches. And it's mostly there's few leaders in the space, actually, um, one in particular that I can think of, and their approaches from an organizational standpoint. So the nurse that I'm working with, she's been she's worked with over 400 different organizations in leadership and in all these, um, you know, different uh, kind of destructive behaviors within the system. And she recognizes like, that's not the answer. It's part of the answer, but it's not solving the problem. We still have nurses who are leaving the field because of bullying, because they, you know, it's not what they thought it was going to be. They, they're miserable at work. They dread going in for their shift. Um, and so they hate it. And we also know that nurse, that bullying on a team, whether that's just in nurses or multidisciplinary, particularly in the OR, which is where her experience was, truly affects patient outcomes. There's tons of data on that. So she has coming up, she's come up with a unique solution to approach, you know, and solve the problem in a different way. And so she's, you know, looking at speaking and she's running programs and it's a, wow. it's a huge need. Um, and every time, you know, she talks, everyone just like nods their head and is like, oh, thank you. Finally, someone is going to tackle this. And that was exactly what I was doing as you were giving the example. I was like, yes, finally, because yeah. I remember experiencing bullying when I was a new nurse and it's so painful. And I did go home and decide. I don't want to do this anymore. This is terrible. And so to know that there's somebody out there fighting that crusade, yep. that's a really good feeling. That's a, And so you come alongside her and help her develop this. The, the business model. Vision. Like, yeah. yeah. So like, okay, what are you passionate about? What are you, you know, what, what's your expertise? So we look at wheelhouse, but we also really look at um, it, 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 you have to be aligned. And, and that's what the big problem is in nursing right now. Everybody thinks it's burnout. It's not burnout. It's burnout is the symptoms. It's your body and mind's response to the problem. It's the symptoms of it. It's not the problem. The problem is actually that you're misaligned with your current role and it doesn't 
it doesn't jive with what you are called to do, how you want to serve. Like, you know, again, these are nurses who I generally attract are nurses who feel like it's their calling. They went into this, they're very purpose driven. And so there's a mismatch and they feel like, man, this is, you get very disheartened and disenchanted. And like, this is, if this is healthcare, I don't want to be a part of it. You know, I just can't do it. I can't stomach it. So I, I have the nurses who I'm like, that's, and truly that's why I started is I couldn't stomach the gap anymore. And so I'm like, look, wow. nobody else is fixing this. So here we go. What? <laughs> that is so cool. Happen. That's awesome, Jill. I, that's, I was kind of my next question is how did you get here? Like, what was your specific journey? Yeah, I, I kind of, honestly, I, I entered into, you know, the specialty of nurses and being a nurse in, in business without really realizing that's where I was heading. You know, I, I waited a long time uh, to have kids. My husband is an entrepreneur. So that was essentially our baby to begin with. And then, you know, I was very focused on my career, but we, we were married 11 years before we had our daughter. And so I was a manager of a clinical trials department at the time. And I just, I just freaking loved that job. I mean, I was so aligned with what I was doing, the impact we were making as a team. And my daughter got RSV within 10 days of daycare and ended up in the hospital. And we were states away from from our family. And we just said, like, look, I mean, this is not why we waited 11 years, you know, to have kids to spend, you know, 10 hours in daycare. And, and it just it just wasn't a match for us. So we said, okay, all right, we got to figure this out. But I loved my job. And I was really, I was honestly, I was really good at my job. And it, I'm not saying that in a braggy kind of way. But I already had like 12, you know, more than a decade years experience in oncology. And I loved it. So I went looking for opportunities where I could still, you know, share my expertise in an impactful way. And I was like, well, whatever, you know, whatever that looked like. So I, you know, I became a a paid speaker with a pharmaceutical company. I was part of the Speakers Bureau, educating nurses about immunotherapies, which were just coming out on the market and needed a ton of education. I worked with a local chapter of a nonprofit and did patient ed with them. I worked as a consultant for the cancer center that I actually resigned, you know, that I was a manager at. So I resigned and then they basically kept me on as a consultant because <laughs> they, they saw my value and they, you know, wanted to keep me connected. And so I did a lot of nurse education, new staff training, but, you know, and that was, that was great while my kids were, you know, really young because I could literally just choose how much I wanted to work, but I, I wanted more. Um, I knew that I wanted to make a bigger impact than that. So I started, you know, thinking about my specialty and where the gaps really were. And that's, you know, what led me into creating Nurse Assure and focusing on explaining cancer simply and creating that whole uh, cancer fighting partners education series. And now I've been working with an, a startup um, and we're, we're piloting an online platform, oncology platform. But that kind of really began my um, journey into to being a nursepreneur. And now it has it continued to evolve because as I was in it, I started you know talking to other nurses who were in different specialties. And they're like, well, how are you doing that? I want to do that in my area. And um, it just became, it, it evolved and, and to what I'm doing now, which is this nurse business strategist and coast. And I, I am helping other nurses do the same thing. Like, that's it. Like, let's all, you know, I call it an RN uprising. <laughs> that's what I'm creating. Um, it's a movement. I'm igniting a movement. Yes. Um, we're all, you know, we're all so passionate about our own specialties and the experience that we've had. And most of us do feel a strong purpose driven as individuals. And that's what fulfills us. That's what gets us up out of the bed, you know, every morning. And so when you can create that outside, 
and really align someone with their work, it's just, it's just explosive. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I can't, I don't know how to describe it other than like, it's, it's beyond inspiring. It, it makes the hair stand up on my arm to see <laughs> the amazing things, you know, like the nurse that I was talking about is nurse bullying. The issues that that we're tackling are completely within our nursing scope. And we have the ability to make the changes. We can put the healing and the heart back into healthcare. And it, I, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And one of the things that I find as you describe your journey, and this is something that I've been noticing in every conversation I've been having is that each job you had was integral yeah. to where you are now. And so you don't ever regret what you did in the past or thinking, oh, I only did that for a couple years but it ended up getting you to where you are now. So I think one of the encouragements I have for new nurses is just try it. If you don't yep. like it and you don't find that you're a good fit for that, just go. Yeah. And you've got options. So don't be afraid that once you get into nursing school and you get that first job, that's what you have to take. And I remember looking at the system when I was in school and I felt like I had very limited exposure to what I could do with my degree. And I think that's because you only have X amount of semesters of clinicals and they got to put you someplace and they're like, uh, go to peds and, uh, try OB. And so they're trying from a, you know, from an exposure standpoint to let you see what you might like. But there's just so much more that you don't know and that I didn't know that I feel like what you just described is so great for nurses to know, like your degree can take you in so many places. Just, just go, just try it out, you know? Explore, right? Like that's explore nursing, like recognize that it is literally just, I mean, it's, there's 200 roles. I mean, there's, there's so many different roles, environments, settings that you can work in and they all feel different. And so absolutely. I, I agree with what you said. There's no mistakes in a career. We're all here learning our lessons right? Like that, that's what we're here for. We're just all here learning our lessons. We're all on a different path and it's perfectly okay. And encouraged, in fact, like yes. I encourage you to carve out your own path. And so if you do find something, sometimes finding something, what you don't want is, is how you get to what you do. Want. So true. And speaking of lessons, what would you find is one of your biggest successes or one of your biggest challenges in your career that you had to overcome? Can you give me an example of one of each? Uh, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, I just totally failed at this. And I, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't really subscribe to considering anything a failure. You know, again, I think it's all just learning. So uh, every experience I have, the question for me is, well, what, what am I taking away from this? Like, what have I learned? How can I apply this? How can it help me you know, shape my next step. One of the biggest lessons I learned in the beginning of when I started, I, I did when I decided I really wanted more when I was when I wanted to take it to another level, you know, I had to get out of my own way. And I thought that I was, you know, and this is nurses, same goes with the nurses I work with. I thought it was I was just missing this logistical piece. You know, you probably you probably know this, this trap, Sandra, like I thought that if I could just, show, you know, if someone could just show me how to package my services or if someone could just show me like what I should charge as a consultant, uh, you know, I could just get out of the work, you know, get out there and run because I have skills for days. I got expertise out the wazoo. But of course, that is not the problem. That was not the problem. It was the mind gremlins. Um, you know, that's what was holding my success back. Me, I was holding my success back. So once I really accepted that that was the issue, things just dramatically started changing. 
So I said yes to opportunities and started taking real action, not just busy work. I stopped being a taskmaster, which I um, caution my my nurses that I'm working with too. I'm like, stop being a taskmaster. Like, what is actually going to move the needle? Um, so that so the flip side of that would would be my biggest. I would say my biggest, you know, success or one of my biggest successes now is that. You know, and I wouldn't have got there if I hadn't struggled so much in the beginning and had to work through all that self-sabotage. Um, so after learning from my struggle and, and now, you know, having over the last several years working with nurses across the country and, well, even Canada and Australia, we have the same roadblocks. It doesn't matter what specialty and what experience you're coming from. It doesn't matter if you're a nurse. It doesn't matter if you're a nurse practitioner. We all have the same roadblock. And so um, we got stuck on the same issues. So I created uh, my nursing by design methodology, which I use in, in my programs, um, you know, my course creators for nurses, my signature uh, program, and even when I work one-on-one with nurses. And it, that's what really takes them. It's like the essential illness, which takes them from an idea or maybe no idea, but here's what I, here's my experience, my background to a fruition of like consulting services or launching a course or launching their business. So, you know, that's, the, that's been the, the big success. Um, and, and now yeah, I'm looking, you know, at launching a podcast as well. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's just, it's the lessons that you, what you learn and what you take away that in my experience have been what have propelled you to your biggest successes. I totally agree. And, and, and that mindset that you're speaking about uh, is, is so true. Even with just starting the podcast, I was noticing, you know, there's all these things where I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And then it was like, ah, it's not perfect. You got to work on this. You got to work on that. And then I just eventually like through reading different books, um, you know, Napoleon Hill and all these guys that are just such brilliant minds that are like, just go do it. Like, it's not going to be perfect. Just get out there and just get going and you'll learn as you go and you'll mess up and you'll learn something. And now you've got experience. And so now you'll be a little yeah. bit better at it. So yeah. I think, uh, I think that might, especially in nursing, I think the, the, if you think about how we're trained to be nurses and then the business mindset, they're very different. And I think it's actually really good to get out of your comfort zone. Whereas nurses, you spend your whole first couple years as a nurse trying to get really, really good at what you're doing and get perfect because you can't make a mistake. It's kind of scary, but when you think about it, the whole uh, culture of nursing is avoiding mistakes, right? And so you're not supposed to make a med error. Don't drop your patient. Don't, you know, there's all these other things that you've got to make sure you document. Don't forget to document, you know, you've got to be perfect. And that was one of the things that I struggled with in nursing. Cause if you are imperfect in one single thing, you can cost someone their life. You can hurt someone um, and you can hurt your career. And I think that culture of perfectionism kind of limits you when you go off to do something else because you think you've got to be in that same mindset. But I think, I think there, I have learned more from the mistakes that I've made in nursing than sometimes all the successes that I've had. And I think you look back and you're like, I need to be comfortable with realizing that that didn't go great. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad nurse. It doesn't mean that I'm not good at my job just means that that maybe wasn't for me. And that's okay. I meant for something else. I love that, uh, that mentality and realizing it's a mind shift. The whole thing is just a mind shift. 
So yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I talk to nurses about we get into perfectionism. And I think you're right. I think that is a culture kind of that we're, we've been indoctrinated into. But I, I, w- I would argue that it, it's it's off the mark. I mean, one, nobody is perfect. Like perfect perfection doesn't exist. It's an illusion. Right. Mm-hmm. We aim for excellence. Like that's what we should be aiming for. We always aim for excellence. We always learn and, you know, get better. We're always work in progress. Um, and so when you, when you work from that mindset that I'm always work in progress, I'm always aiming for excellence. I'm always learning and looking to learn. We never, you know, that actually pushes you to never get complacent in your comfort zone. Right. And, um, you know, and it, I mean, absolutely, we are, we are practicing medicine. That that's it is a practice, friends. It is a practice, yeah. and so that's that goes with physicians and nurses and nurse practitioners. All of us, we are doing the absolute best we can, and we are we try to be extremely conscientious about how about that aim for excellence and knowing exactly what we're doing, and if not, pull, knowing where to pull in the right resources so we, um, you know, can provide excellent care, but. Yeah, that perfectionism, I mean, a lot of times that seeps, that's not just in your professional life. If you operate from that mentality, it's in your personal life as well. Um, and it's a broken strategy, right? Like it's a, yeah. it's a fear, it's a fear. Perfectionism is a fear-based strategy, a fear-based issue. Oh, that's um, good. That's so always, true. Based yeah. out of fear. It is a fear-based strategy. Your fear of judgment, fear of failure, fear, you know, that's all fear-based. So procrastination, same thing. Like it's all fear-based. Um, so I talk a, a lot about mind gremlins because I am super passionate about it. Um, and because I struggled so long and that's why I can speak to it from the knowing, but that's absolutely, I do nursepreneur neuro checks is what I call them. Um, so <laughs> where we, we you know, tackle those mind gremlin issues because they're huge. They, they are the lever, um, that will unleash you and propel you to success. Oh man. I love that. That's awesome. So did you have any mentors along the way? Anybody that came alongside you and gave you advice that you feel like should be shared with other nurses? Yeah, I mean, definitely my biggest mentor has been Katie Harris. And now I'm her, uh, I'm a partner, we partner together um, and collaborate on on multiple projects. We've we've got a nursepreneur membership together. And we've partnered on different um, courses and programs as well. Coaching, we coach instead of one-on-one, sometimes we'll do two-on-one, which is super fun um, to do because she it brings a different expertise um, than I do. Um, but, oh my gosh, she, she's amazing. That, that was my first mentor was, was Katie Harris. And she is a nurse? Yeah, she's a nurse practitioner and she is a nursepreneur too. She actually, um, that's what she does. Her, her um, company is Nursepreneurs. We have a huge uh, online group, about 10,000 plus nurses who are, you know, looking, exploring, being a nurse in business. And um, we've do- she launches a lot of programs. Like I said, those business in a box, how to start an IV hydration clinic, how oh. to start concierge nursing, how to start a home health agency, how to do private duty nursing, um, content, uh, how to become a nurse writer and like, you know, um, content type of nursing. So she does a lot of those helps other nurses. Everything is, is for a nurse by a nurse with, with Katie and I, um, that's kind of our mantra. And, um, so she does launches a lot of the programs and some of the programs that we have launched with her have been from students who have come through 
either nursing by design with me or course creators with me. And so we were like, Hey, this is, this would be great. You know, um, let's launch this to your audience and give them an opportunity again to just continue to expand the vision of what's available um, to nurses out there. So you guys are making like a little like treasure box of like nurse (laughs) powerhouses. Yeah. We're we're empowering nurses everywhere. Right. And that's it. The goal keep nurses in nursing. We, we need more nurses, not less, but I want them to expand their vision and know what's possible and not just what's possible as an option for them. What's possible as far as the impact they can make it, yeah. it's all in your scope, you know, it's all in your capability. And, and we're, we're, we do have to change some, some mindsets, um, some perspective. I think if you, if you had more women like that in leadership, especially yes. in the leadership of hospitals, yes. director, like director, like positions, can yes. you imagine how supported nurses would feel on the floor and how we could prevent burnout of like yep. med surge nurses or ER nurses. If you had a manager or director level nursing, you know, uh, position that literally had this mindset, how much more supported would nurses be? I don't think that they would be leaving hospitals in droves because Absolutely. they knew that their directors had their back. I think it would just come full circle and really support the profession and, and this role in general. I agree 100%. And in fact, I just worked with in January. Well, she was at she was at our Nursepreneur Pitch Fest, Sarah. Um, she is that's what she's doing. Like that's the impact that she's passionate about making is empowering nurse leaders, right? And particularly nurse managers. So those who are excellent clinicians, and that's how we promote typically, right? On the floor of, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, you're an amazing nurse on the, you're an amazing clinical nurse on the floor. And now the manager just left and I'm going to promote you to be a manager. And then we just plop them into that role and expect that they're going to know how to be a leader. And yeah. they get no training. They get no... um essentially no training. They might, you know, get sent to an Excel class like I did when I was, you know, became a clinical trials manager that was like, well, I don't even know how to do this report because I'm not very good at Excel. They're like, oh, well, we have a class for that. But no one, you know, (laughs) Sarah really is about developing impactful leaders, right? And that is a very different, again, like you said, mindset between taskmasters of knowing how to do this report, knowing this number, like what what would it look like if we actually behaved in a way and changed behavior so that we affected the data on the report like that would be yeah. impactful instead of like you know just crunching numbers and knowing how to do calculations and put it on a spreadsheet and giving a report at a, a weekly meeting or a monthly meeting let's actually change the data let's teach our nurses how to lead yeah. their team and empower them so they can, you know, change the data that is on those reports. That's impactful. And and she was again, she was part of the Nursepreneur Pitch Fest that we did. Um, and she's she's launching her program, and it's it's specifically for exactly what you're talking about, empowering nurse leaders. Yeah, it's so needed. It's I think that one of the things that I felt like in nursing and kind of going back to like 
finding mentors is there's this scarcity mindset. And I've talked about this on a different podcast, but there's almost this mindset of like, you've got to get yours, you're in competition. And maybe this is like girl games. I don't really know. But I just kind of feel like, you know, women should be kind of more supporting each other. And yet Mm. I kind of feel this level of like, especially when I was working, that everyone was kind of looking out for themselves and they would throw you under the bus. And it was like, and maybe that's kind of going back to some of the nurse bullying or like, you know, some of those types of behaviors. I think that if Nurses can support one another and realize that there is enough to go around. (laughs) Like there's enough work, there's enough need. We actually can't cover all of it. Let's just support one another as we pursue our dreams and our careers. I think that we would just be a lot better of a profession and there would probably be a lot less of the unkind treatment that a lot of the young nurses feel from the older nurses um, that maybe they didn't go do this thing that you're describing, go find your passion, go find your dream. Maybe they felt like they had to stay here. And so that's what's made them so bitter and angry. Um, And so I think if we just kind of let people spread themselves out a little bit more and go like, Hey, listen, if this isn't for you, like go find something else. It's, it's good. Go. Um, And having that mentor to come alongside you and just say, Hey, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, check this out or present these options. I think we'll be, I think a a happier profession in general. Uh, Thankfully that's, that's never been my personal experience. And I'm not sure if that's because of the, the roles that I did work in and the, the, environment that I was in. Um, but, but we've, I've always been again, like, like, let's, let's find the mutual just cause, right? If you, if you, um, if you, if you're into Simon Sinek and I, I, you know, love how he talks about leadership. Um, you know, he talks about, you know, finding a just cause like that we can all rally behind and let's, you know, let's, what is the main thing here? And most nurses can all agree on we're here for the patients. And so, okay, let's make all decisions based around that. And what, you know, if we got a policy that's working, not working, let, instead of saying, oh my God, you know, getting, you know, complaining around the water cooler kind of thing. It's like, okay, let's brainstorm. Yeah. Like, let's, like, I want to be an active, let's solve this problem. I mean, yeah. you can't just be complainers because then no one, everyone's going to dismiss us, right? Administration is oh. going to dismiss you. That's not what you, that's not how you have to come to them. You have to come to them with possible solutions and say, this is not working and here's why. And this is the effect that it maybe has already had, especially if you already have examples of issues that you've had with patients or caregivers as a result of that policy. And now here's what, you know, we've been talking about this and this is what we think may be a way to, you know, a better way. And so you've got to come like, so I've always been let's lock arms. You know, even when I was a a manager, we were a very much a team unit. And I, you know, that was, I was determined um, to create and maintain that culture of like, you know, we're all in this together. Like what, this is what our, we say what our vision, what our goal is, and that's what we're all working towards. And it takes all of us. It can't be that there's one, it's not my, you know, it's not my department. It's our department. We're all doing this together. And so how can we do things better? If you have issues, let's talk about them and let's figure out a better way. So a lot of times that's process issues, not people issues. Yes. We, we label it as people issues. And, and truly it's a, it's most of the time it's a process problem. So yeah. again, it's let's a systems the problem. Yeah. It's a let's, systems problem. So yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, be let's fix the system. Yeah. Yep. Let's I be totally problem. agree with you. I totally agree with you. And so what would be 
of word or a piece of advice that you would give to a new nurse starting off in her career that is just doesn't know what what to do? Yeah. Where do I get started? So, so my biggest advice to nurses, and I, and I'm in you know some online groups with uh, nurses helping nursing students and things like that. Again, just trying to provide that encouragement, and often the kind of the counter voice of you know this is so hard, and when they get that negative, it's like that's not been my experience in nursing. You know, nursing is amazing. So my biggest advice is that you know is for nurses to expand their vision and to recognize you know I, I mentioned this you know before we started the podcast that you know, nursing is a buffet of options it, it is literally a buffet and and sometimes we just get so in the habit day in and day out choosing the same thing that we forget that there are lots of other options to choose from you know so like I say I see nurses working at the bedside in the hospital especially right now because we already had a problem in the pandemic just essentially poured gasoline on an already yep. burning fire and so all these bedside nurses are just completely burnt out and I get it you know I get it those symptoms are real and they just say I, I just need to get out of healthcare. I'm just done and that, that's literally like walking away from a buffet that has 200 food options because you're tired of eating spaghetti every day, all day long, right? So j just, make a different, just make a different choice. Like there's so many choices out there. You don't need to leave healthcare. You know, choose a different role, choose a different environment, choose a different specialty. It will feel like a completely different career. So that's my big piece of advice for nurses seasoned and new is to really understand what their options are. You know, burnout is is just the symptoms. It's not the actual problem. You know, the problem is that they're misaligned. They're no longer aligned with the role and sometimes the organization that they're working for. Yet we're losing all these nurses in droves and they're leaving because of the symptoms that they're experiencing and they're getting out of nursing, but they still won't have what temporarily it might feel better they still won't have fixed the problem. They're still going to be misaligned because now they're not living their calling. So they need to do nursing in their own way that is aligned with them and their values, you know, why they went into nursing in the first place. So, you know, one of those solutions that I found and is quite frankly, I think going to be the most impactful role that I fulfill in my nursing career is to be a nurse in business, is to be doing what I'm doing. Um, and that's, you know, where I work now. So, you know, exploring becoming a nursepreneur you know, that's if you're if you're in that realm already, if you're already thinking about maybe I do want to solve a problem outside of the system, I want to do it on my own terms, then then my number one piece of advice for those nurses are to take the time to be intentional about what you're creating and why you're creating it. It's it's critical. Um, so I tell nurses all the time that, you know, I'm not help. I'm not into helping anyone create a prison. <laughs> You know, we don't, that's not yeah. what we're aiming for. So we need to get clarity from the beginning and really design with intention. Um, and that's, that's what I help nurses do. And just for my own, my own interest in what you're saying, how does a nurse say, well, how do I find what I'm aligned with? How do I connect with, how do oh. I know what I'm good at? So I, I take them through, like, that's why I created that. Um, I, I created, it's what I call the nursing by design methodology and so I created that based on my experience struggling in the beginning and, and the nurses that I have worked with over the last several years. Again, like we all have the same roadblocks. Like we, we have skills for days as nurses. We could do lots of things, but it doesn't mean you're going to get it. You're going to be excited and feel aligned with every one of those things. You know, I did general pediatrics for a short time at way back when in my career. And I, I certainly help parents. I mean, I could speak to, you know, I could, I could do a course, I could help, you know, um, parents with some pe general pediatrics thing, but it doesn't light me up. It's not what I'm passionate about. It's not what sets my soul on fire. 
So it doesn't make sense for me to do that just because I could. So I, I take nurses when I'm working with them and we, we go through uh, this process of really understanding what is in your wheelhouse and what does set your soul on fire. And not just that, but how do you want your life to look? What, what are your values? You know, those drive your behavior. And so making sure that's why I say you gotta, you gotta take the time to be really intentional in the beginning when you're designing what you want to do. Um, as a nursepreneur. And that is this, the step that most nurses skip. They just get right to, hey, like, I'm just going to create this course. And here's what it is. And I'm like, okay, well, um, who is this for? Who do you want to work with? Well, anybody, anybody can benefit from this. And I'm like, well, then no one's going to benefit from it. Because you're not, yeah, that's you're good. Not, you need to be niche. Yeah, you're not going to speak to them. So you, you have to really understand who it is that you want to work with. You need to be lit up about wanting to serve that specific group of people. And then you get to know their problem really intimately. And that's how you can create a really powerful you know, solution match. And that's, again, part of my methodology is, is, is going through the process of figuring out how to do that so that you are creating something unique. You stand out in the red ocean of all the other people out there in the health and wellness space, and you actually do solve the gap because most of us, we're not, you know, we're not inventing the wheel here. I mean, most of us, there's a gap. There's solutions all already out there. I mean, I was in cancer education, Sandra. Like, think about how many different nonprofit, huge nonprofit organizations that have been around for decades, all the guru, you know, um, facilities, institutions do you know, Johns Hopkins, you know, cancer centers of cancer treatment centers of America, all these, you know, businesses that are doing this for as professionals. And yet we have patients by the thousands in chat rooms getting terrible medical advice. So the gap is still there. Something not working. And am I going to reach all of those people? No. And, And that's okay. I, but I'm going to speak to and attract the people who get what it is that I do, they connect with who I am, how I work, how I want to serve, how I solve the problem. And they can only do that if I can communicate that, if I can convey it. Right. So, so I feel like new nurses, I was thinking about as you were talking, like we need like a Myers-Briggs for nursing students, like something that you can take that would, you know, identify, listen, like based on how you are, this might not be something that you might be interested in, which I don't know if that'll discourage people from trying it, but I mean, at least it would kind yeah. of give you an idea of based on these qualities inside of me, I might be a little more designed for this and yeah. um, just kind of, I don't mean, I don't think, I don't know if there's anything like that, you know, currently yeah, out there, but it would be great. I, I think, I mean, I think there definitely is a, there's a, there's a definite difference. And I've talked about this before, a difference between an employee mindset versus an entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. Um, they are very different. However, you know, I'll tell you that, you know, I talked about that, that job that I had as a clinical trials manager. I, I don't even know why she hired me when I interviewed for that job. Cause I was like, you know, I was in direct patient care and this clinical trials, when I became a, a clinical trials nurse first, before I became the manager, you know, it, there's a lot of paperwork. I mean, it's clinical trials. It's a, it's a ton of paperwork. I still worked with patients. I, I wasn't the person actually delivering the treatment, but I was like managing them. They were, you know, they were my patient. I did all the education. I answered all the questions. I, you know, graded toxicities. I did all the things and I had all this paperwork. Um, I went to all their appointments, all those things. But I was like, I don't think, you know, I'm like, I don't think that this is going to be for me. 
You know, mm. uh, this is a lot of paperwork. I, I love patient care and I do love patient care. I love working with patients. And so I, I, again, I'm like, I have no idea why she hired me. Um, but she, you know, offered me the job and it's like, I freaking love that job. And I huh. nearly didn't take it. And once I got into it again, you don't know what you don't know. I had no idea how that would open up. I mean, I learned more in that nursing job than any other nursing job up to that point. Wow. And, and I, and I almost didn't take it. So I, I encourage you to really just explore and test it out. There's no, you don't know. I mean, I can't even imagine what my career and life would have looked like. I wouldn't be where I was today if I hadn't taken that job. I mean, the, the amount of, the amount that I learned in that job, just in, not just as a nurse about myself, but in oncology. I mean, I, people thought I was a nurse practitioner and I was, I was like, no, I mean, why? <laughs> But they thought that because of the depth of my knowledge and the way that I handled myself, presented myself, worked, advocated for my patients. I mean, I'm a relentless patient advocate and same for nurses, but it's, you don't know. And I, and I literally didn't think I wanted that job. And it was hugely impactful. Oncology, I've seen that too. Like I, in my nurt, in my um, oncology group, again, like I've got nurses who are like, oncology was not my first choice. And like, that was where they, you know, somehow they ended up there and they were like, oh my word, I'm home. Like, and they, you know, some of them like avoided that, you know, they, they really were resistant to it. And when they just took the job, they fell in love. And so that, yeah. that can happen for whatever you know, whatever it is for you. Um, but you won't know unless you are open to the opportunity. Agree. So the last part of our podcast is a rapid fire question part. Uh, are you ready? Rapid fire. Da -da -da. Sure. Okay. What is your most used emoji? Uh, the, the cheesy teeth or the laughing emoji. You know what I mean? The cheesy teeth? Yes. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Teeth or the laughing emoji by far. <laughs> And are you currently reading a book? And if so, which is it? Uh, Brains on Fire. <laughs> and then what would be a hidden talent that you have? Maybe something like nobody knows that like you could eat 55 marshmallows in 30 seconds or something like somebody would be shocked to find out about you. Oh my gosh. I don't know what that is. Well, I don't know if it's a <laughs> hidden um, thing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am probably strangely open <laughs> um, with people, but I, I mean, I can still, I can still rock a round off from high school days. Shut up. And, um, and I, you know, you know how like when you're a kid, you dance like nobody's watching and yes. then you go out of that. Yes. I, I, I never grew out never of that. Never grew out of it. Yeah. So I still, I can shake it like, and it doesn't matter. I can be the only, and I have been many times, the only person on the dance floor and I just don't give a flip. If the music is playing, it's like, I cannot even stop my body from vibrating out there. And Why am I getting this like? Elaine on Seinfeld picture. Yes, like. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got, got a couple better moves than her, but you know, <laughs> for the average onlooker, I, I'm not sure. That, that might be what they're seeing, but in my <laughs> mind, I'm killing it out on the dance floor. <laughs> in my mind, I'm killing it. <laughs> I'm killing it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on today. I've so enjoyed this conversation. It is just in inspiring and I think a lot, a lot of nurses of are going to get something from it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Well, this is the end of our time together. I really hope you enjoyed the chat. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review if you like the show. 
I would love to get five stars. The Dr. Nurse Podcast is on Instagram, so please follow us there for any updates on new podcasts and other inspirational information to help you on your own journey. You can message me at the Dr. Nurse Podcast at gmail.com with any career professions you are interested in hearing about. I'll do my best to find them. And as always, thanks for listening. And just a reminder, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. And the information should not be used in substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or other professional advice or services.